We've never had a real life diva. Don't give up. Warning. Sis, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should rephrase the Warning. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pacetto. <laughs> Real ass bitch, keep a fuck. What you say? Real ass bitch, don't run. Real ass bitch, fuck out of bitch. It is what it is. This some five star dick. She a big gold freak. It's a must that I hit. It's a hot girl summer, so you know she got a lit. No, she got a lit. Hot girl summer, so you know she got a lit. Guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm Megan Pistetto. I have such a huge show for you guys again this week. Tis the season to be jolly and I'm feeling extra jolly and extra generous. Unsure if that's the double shot iced latte plus the two spicy marks I had before the recording. Look, someone called me unprofessional recently, so I'm running with it and living up to my new title and getting drunk at work. I'm breaking all sorts of OHS rules over here. YOLO, Siri, play Pour It Up by Rihanna, followed by <laughs> Cheers by Rihanna on the same album, might I add. Then switch things up and play Drunk by Ed Sheeran and finish with Where the Party At by Jagged Edge. What a mix. Just call me DJ Megapus. So it's going to be an extra spicy, extra lit episode today. I'm going out with a bang. Go hard or go home as DJ Khaled and every other basic bitch on this planet would say. And guys, we have every reason to celebrate because I had an epiphany today. It's actually my last normal episode for the year. I'm using those like finger things again because let's be honest, I don't think any of my episodes thus far have been very normal. But yes, the last normal episode for the freaking year. Pop the champagne or shake up the spicy margs in my case, or if you're Juliet Herrera, grab the fruity Lexia and a plastic cup and straw. I've got such a fun, juicy, jam-packed show for you guys today. As always, we're going to go off script a little bit today because why the hell play by the rules this late in the game? It's almost Christmas. It's almost 2021. At this stage, we may as well just open up our presents, pull on the bonbons, tell the horrible jokes that we hear over and over again every single year, pop the party poppers, count down to midnight and party like it's 1999 and the Y2K. Oh my God, guys, I have the funniest story to tell you before we get into today's episode. Breaking news, actually. Shocking news. So Channel 10 called me. I am not joking. Sound the goddamn alarms. Turns out they have been listening after all. What did they want? I hear you ask. They wanted to interview me. Yes, me of all people. It's a plot twist that no one saw coming, including myself, including them. Let me explain. So a producer who I won't name because I don't want them to lose their job. It's a tough economy out there as it is. And although I am a cold hearted bitch, I'm not that heartless. So they sent me a message on Facebook asking me (laughs) to appear on Studio 10. L-O-L. I mean, it's not 60 minutes, but I'll take it. So I ignored it at first because I thought that it was just a prank. Like, I was like, it's a scam. It's a conspiracy. It's probably just the troll playing tricks on me. An honest mistake at the very least. Then when I didn't reply, they contacted my agent and asked her as well. And then when she called me, I'm like, no, it's a prank. Just ignore it. 
Ignore, ignore, ignore. No way would Channel 10 want to promote me. The person they hate most. Like public enemy number one, Megan fucking Pistetto. The notorious, the one and only. But she spoke to them at length and it all checked out. She kind of kept hustling me about it. And it was a real producer. All of the details seemed legit. So then she said to her, oh shit, I've just actually given away their gender. I've partially identified them, sorry. So she said, we want to speak to the person behind So Dramatic. Megan is hilarious. We just love her. We think she's fab. We're huge fans of her work. Like, huh? <laughs> Megan as in me? Sorry, I think you've got the wrong number. Anyway, I told her to tell them that they probably want to double check with their EP. Literally, instead of taking the money and running, as I always advise people to do, I was like, go back and double check with the EP. Make sure you've got the right person. Anyway, after a whole day of like back and forth, which I mainly spent looking into security guards to escort me there and back to make sure I made it out alive and not in a body bag. She came back to me and said, oh yes, sorry, we wanted to speak to the person Megan posted about. Can you help us? Um, no, definitely not. Sorry, very busy over here. So they must have made a big boo-boo, but this like literally went on for a whole day. Someone is going to be in big trouble after that mistake. Let me tell you, I honestly thought once it started to seem legit and they were talking about arrival times and hair and makeup and all of that, maybe it was a plot to take me to a secret undisclosed location and kidnap me. Full paranoia basically set in. I was honestly looking into how much it cost to borrow the Secret Service for a few hours to escort me there and back. You know, like total if I die or go missing, you know what's happened vibes, RIP me vibes, the whole shebang. Like I know I always joke about it, but I thought maybe I manifested this. Maybe they came crawling. Stranger things have happened after all, but no, it was a mistake. Anyway, it was all very weird. A little bit of excitement to spice up my life. Not that I needed it anyway. I just hope that that poor producer still has a job. Anyway, let's get into it. Time is of the essence. The year is almost up and we don't have long to go. And I've got Christmas shopping to do. But before we do, some quick chores. As always, grab a bucket, grab a mop. If you could please take a second to leave a rating and review, preferably a five-star review. Anything below that, don't even bother. Although they do say that any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> so do something. Write a review on Apple Podcast. Make a copy of it in your letters to Santa when you send them off to the North Pole so Santa knows that I've been a good girl this year and he doesn't bypass my house this year like he always does. Write it on your Christmas cards to your loved ones. Do all of the above. But seriously, if you could please share it with your friends and followers and haters on Instagram, Facebook, wherever, and subscribe to the podcast while you're at it, it would be much appreciated. Also, guys, if you're out at Christmas parties, make an announcement to the table and tell everyone to subscribe to So Dramatic. I'm serious. Or even better, on Christmas Day when you're giving thanks, make sure you include So Dramatic in your little speeches. I'm being dead serious. Honestly, though, if any of you actually do any of the above, please video it and send it to me so I can use it for content. Thank you in advance. Make sure you're also following me on Instagram at SoDramaticPodcast underscore or at SoDramaticMedia and at Megan Pistetto. Join my cult, aka the Facebook community. That's at SoDramaticPodcast. I have some really exciting things coming to the Facebook group in the next few weeks. I know I have been saying that for a few weeks, but I actually mean it i.e. the merch which is still TVC so make sure you're in there for the updates because we 
all know that I don't like to stick to a schedule over here and I like to keep you guys on your toes. I did hope to have it ready for Santa's sleigh so you could put it in your stockings on Christmas Day, but that doesn't look like it's going to be happening now, especially with Australia Post reputation. So it may be New Year's, it may be 2022 at this rate, who knows? Stay tuned, stay patient, stay humble, guys. Coming up today, I have my BFF Jack coming on the show to help me help you figure out which shows we all need to binge over the holidays because Channel 10 and every other network in this country is currently depriving us. But thank God, Hey You is not. I've also got some juicy gossip about Love Island's Anna McAvoy and Josh Packham's breakup. I have uncovered even more details about their split and it involves another Bachelor contestant and a very long email that I was sent. I have launched a full-blown CSI investigation into that. Probably my biggest investigation that I've ever undertaken on this podcast. I know that's a huge call, but like I said, I'm going out with a bang. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. So I've got some gossip that is going to blow your mind. It even blew mine and I've heard a lot of crazy stories in my time. Let me tell you, this tea is like Chernobyl levels of explosive. Grab the fire extinguisher, call the explosives unit. So remember how Ellie dumped Joe, sweet Joe, too pure for this earth, Joe. How could we ever forget? My heart is literally still aching for Joe. Well, that wasn't all as it seemed. It was a conspiracy bigger than a 5G conspiracy. I have uncovered that it was not actually filmed on the actual finale day. Yes, was not filmed on the finale day. An on-set production source got in touch with me and said, Joe's dumping was always planned in advance. It was filmed on a totally separate day to the actual finale filming. So when Ellie came into Joe's room to break up with him because she didn't want him to wait any longer, that was actually done a day before she confessed her love to Fraser. They just redid her hair and makeup and wardrobe exactly the same. They were supposed to just be doing the getting ready shots and stuff like that. That's always done across the two days to make sure we get enough footage. But Ellie did the dumping on the first day. So Joe wasn't even at the actual finale. They just made it seem like he was. That's why Ellie didn't look too upset when she saw Fraser as she had a whole day to get over the Joe incident. But poor Joe, he didn't even know that there was a chance that he could be going home that day because he thought that he had a whole other day of filming to go. Mind officially blown. Chick, chick, boom. Oh my God. Oh my God. Guys, I have some huge bachelorette news. I have details about our 2021 bachelorette Drum roll, please. I have it on very good authority that Renee Barrett is our 2021 bachelorette. So Renee is moving to Melbourne next year with her BFF, Sam Royce. And when I inquired further into this, I discovered that this was because she's in the final stages to be our bachelorette. One friend of Renee's gave a very vague but very telling response when I reached out saying, Renee has lots on next year, so that's why she's moving to Melbourne. Another said, she has so much going on next year with her job and there's going to be so much more happening for her in the new year, so who knows? So no denial there, very telling. A third friend said, yes, she is in talks with them to be the bachelorette. She's in the final stages of contract negotiations. It's very exciting. 
They want to give her the happy ending she didn't get after the whole Kieran saga. She was such a loved character on Paradise and audiences are really gunning for her to find a nice guy. And she would make the best first Indigenous bachelorette. Amen to that. Now, further to that, the biggest clue of all, another drum roll, please. Renee has recently blocked me on Instagram and look, we were good mates, so I don't know what to make of it, but I have had it confirmed to me before that Channel 10 does make all of the leads and even some of the contestants block me on Instagram. So seems like they may have made Renee do that as well since she's going to be the bachelorette and knowing that we are friends, probably a good idea. Um, I know that Ellie and Becky did that. Lockie had even blocked me at one stage. So seems to be a little bit of a trend, not trying to blow my own trumpet over here unless she has just blocked me. And if that's the case, ouch. So I will find out for sure which one it is, if it's column A or column B. Oh my God, oh my God. I know last week I left no stone unturned with all of the maths gossip that came out of the All-Stars reunion. We had a very long jam-packed episode, but I do have a few more tidbits from the reunion. So Innes Basic was allegedly thrown out of the reunion by executive producer Tara because she was yelling so much at the other contestants. And she was actually described by another contestant as out of control. But one person she wasn't yelling at this time was Cyrell. They actually made up on the night and now they even follow each other on Instagram. So while some friendships were ended, others were formed. I'm actually told that they bonded over their mutual hatred of Jess and Martha. Innes was basically left with no other choice. She had no one else there that she was friends with. As I revealed last week, Jess and Martha made up on the night, leaving Innes furious. Cyrell and Lizzie also seem to have made up on the night. I saw Lizzie commenting on Cyrell's photo this week, so that was a shock in itself. A plot twist no one saw coming. I heard from another contestant that Cyrell has actually been freaking out about how she's going to be portrayed and is allegedly trying to shop around an exclusive interview to get her version of events out there before the series airs. So watch this space. Also, FYI, the reunion will be airing across two nights on January 31st and February 8th. That is when the new season usually starts on around January 31. So the official season will not be commencing until January 22nd this year because of the tennis. So the Australian Open was delayed due to COVID. So that threw a huge spanner in the works for programming. So it's all over the place. The reunion is basically just a filler for the tennis situation to play until the tennis starts. Then maths will air later in Feb. So we're basically a whole month behind. Maths usually finishes just before my birthday. So my birthday is always a double celebration. So I swear to God, if this show is not finished before my birthday this next year, there will be hell to pay. Channel 9, if you're listening. Oh my God, oh my God. So one small tidbit I've got about I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here for this week is apparently Abby Chatfield was the very first celebrity to be booted from the jungle. Let's not forget that she was also the first to leave Bachelor in Paradise. So it sounds like it's a little bit of a case of deja vu. More to come on that, I'm sure. Lots of you have also been asking about the format because it is being pre-recorded. So yes, contestants will vote each other off in the challenges and whatnot. It's going to be different this year due to COVID. They had to pre-record it in case there was like a COVID outbreak or if something happened, kind of like what happened with The Masked Singer, but it will be a live finale. So audiences will still be able to vote for the winner, just like they did with MasterChef and Big Brother. Oh my God, oh my God. 
do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So I know I said last week I was going to be spending my holidays getting white girl wasted at the nightclubs now that they're opening back up, but breaking news. I have had a change of plans. I'm no longer hitting the nightclub scene. I'm going to be a good girl and stay home and watch Hey You on the Couch because I've just found out about all of these US reality shows that they've got on the streaming platform. So thank you, hey you. My liver also sends its thanks. No joke, I was literally a Real Housewives virgin until this week. I broke my Real Housewives virginity with Salt Lake City, which I started watching this week. So I need to talk about that exciting life event. Mark your diaries. And I've got my BFF Jax Peterson coming on to give us the 411 on what shows we need to be watching on Hey You over the summer holidays. Here's Jax. So we're going to do a little bit of a pivot here today. We're going to go off script a little bit. I have my BFF, unsure if the feeling's mutual. We'll soon find out. Jacques Peterson joining us to help me help you work out which shows we need to be watching over the summer holidays. And we're going to talk about Hey You Only shows because they are the go-to streaming service for reality TV but this you already know. Welcome, Jacques. Hey, first of all, um, if I'm your BFF, you mispronounce my name. I was just going to say, Jacques, not Jacques. I was just going to say, is it Jacques or Jacques? <laughs> <laughs> so much for BFF, but hi, thanks for having me. Wait, is it Jacques or Jacques? It's Jacques. The S is silent. Jacques. But you say my name wrong. Tell them, show them how you say my name. Megan. It's Megan. Uh, okay, so we, we're BFFs, but we can't say each other's name. Yes, at least it goes both ways. That's so funny. Jacques, are you excited Hi, to be thanks. here? Yeah, I am. I'm weirdly nervous, but it's so fun to like do your part. I've been listening for ages and now it's like, it feels like a long time coming. Have you been listening because you want to or because I've been like, have you listened to the latest episode? Um, both. I hate the Australian <laughs> Bachelor, so <laughs> I, I forced myself to listen then, but I did listen to your maths episode out of my own interest because I love maths. So, Oh, what did you think? Uh, did I, I do loved well? It. I loved all the tea. I can't wait for my queen Innes to be back on TV <laughs> and Jess Bauer. <laughs> I love them so much, so I'm excited. So a little bit of background info. Jacques only likes the shady queens of TV. Yeah, I like the I like the people that everybody hates. Like my favorite bachelorette ever is Ali Ochen. <laughs> I was the only Innes fan in Australia during her season. Um, I love Susie. Yeah, Susie and Billy. Anyone that everybody <laughs> hates is like my favorite. <laughs> Who was? Did you like Tracy Jewell? Were you a Tracy fan? Oh my god, loved tra loved <laughs> Tracy Jewell. Tracy Jewell was the background on my work computer. <laughs> it was Tracy, and then then it was Ali. Then like Innes and Susie. <laughs> and Mel, wasn't it Mel Lucarelli for a little bit? Oh, I love, love Mel Lucarelli. But people like Mel. True. <laughs> I didn't mean that. No, I just meant true. That sounded shady. I didn't mean for it to be. I'm just like, no. Um, so I've chosen you to help me with this segment. Yes, you're the chosen one. But you're always like ahead of the curve when it comes to pop culture things. And I'm always like 10 years behind. Like I never have any idea what's going on, to be honest. I rely on you to tell me. Like you got me onto K-pop. Yes, I did. I was telling you for ages and then you finally, like this year, you're like, oh, this Blackpink, it's actually pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you for a decade. <laughs> and then 10 years ago, you're like, you need to watch Housewives. And now this week I finally watched it. I'm like, why didn't I watch it 10 years earlier? What have I been doing? I know, I'm always right. 
So you're the perfect person for this. And you also have your own podcast. We're going to plug you a little bit here, Politically Incorrect, where you discuss all of the US reality shows and the US reality stars. So you're basically like the US version of me. Pretty much. I call my podcast like a politically incorrect pop culture podcast. And I talk about the Real Housewives a lot. Vanderpump Rules are... American Bachelor and, you know, hot topics. And it's always from a kind of like a contrarian perspective. Like I said, I always have this super unpopular, controversial opinion. So the show is like that. But you get away with it because you're in a different country and they can't pursue lawsuits against you or they can't troll you because you're 100 million miles away. (laughs) So you're basically like me without the lawsuits and the trolling. No one comes after me. (laughs) You're safe. You're safe for now. I know. I came after someone else, so I dragged another <laughs> podcaster on my show. Did you? <laughs> on my show, I did like a half hour segment, like destroying this other podcaster. So. <laughs> <laughs> what did they? Why? That's heavy. Uh, look, it's a long story. I felt like they were over politicizing the Real Housewives, so I had to. I had to check them. <laughs> okay. Like I was saying earlier today, I feel like. <laughs> Don't want to get political here, but I feel like guys can get away with it more than girls do. Every time I post something, everyone's like, you're a bully. But then other accounts that have males running them are like, oh, my God, that was so, such a funny meme. But when I do it, it's just bullying. Yeah, there's definitely a double standard. Like I recently had this YouTuber on my show, Shallon Lester. She's super problematic. Actually, people in your Facebook group are like, why is Shallon Lester <laughs> on your show? I promoted but- it because I listened to it and I loved it. And I thought I was like, she's awesome. And then I was like, guys, check this podcast out and then the comments are like she's problematic do you know what she's done and I'm like oh fuck I've just promoted this and I don't even know anything about her I know I had her on because yeah look she's definitely done things that are worthy of criticism for sure but I wanted to talk to her about cancel culture and I found it weird that there are there are YouTubers on there like Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star who have done way 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 worse than she has and she gets like double the hate that they do and I was like mm, what is with this double standard it's a bit weird so I had her on to talk about it I like talking to problematic people they're usually the most interesting is that why you're talking <laughs> to me now <laughs> yeah pretty much I mean you are like the problematic queen of Australia so of course I'm like BFF with you <laughs> Put me on your wallpaper next. Thank you. Um, we should tell everyone as well that you actually, I've got to give credit where credit's due. You actually came up with the name for So Dramatic. I did. Well, I came up with Dramatic and then you added the So on the front that took it to the next level. Oh, and the exclamation <laughs> so mark. a joint effort. The exclamation you mark did, really yeah. took it to the next level. You had some really bad names before I came <laughs> along. It, it was all like tea time, spilling the tea. And I'm like, you can't have a fucking tea podcast. It's so generic. Reality tea. So dramatic, yeah. so much better. It's so me. Thank you for that. I know. You'll have to invoice me. I should be getting royalties on every episode, <laughs> so I'm waiting for that check, honey. Can you tell the listeners something, I don't know, give them some dirt on me. I know you've got plenty. Give the people what they want. Um. Okay, some dirt on you. You take your job very seriously. <laughs> that's not dirt. That's a compliment. A little, a, a little too seriously. Well, we, fought, we have fought before over working with the same people because I work in media as well and um we have fought before going after like the same bachelor people we fought over Rachel <laughs> Arihill which was so fu- <laughs> which was so funny so we petty. both I think we, we both basically thought that the other person stole Rachel like we both, <laughs> we both thought we owned Rachel it's like no she's mine and um I ended, I just gave up I'm like you can fucking have her because I just couldn't be dealt with it I was upset 
So was <laughs> I. hurt my feelings. I know we were both. I was upset with you. So, I was upset with Rachel. But I'm friends with Rachel now. And I'm so really for the people playing at home, basically before any reality TV show starts, it is like the fucking Hunger Games. Like all the journalists pounce on these poor people as soon as you find out who they are and so we both pounced on Rachel and Rachel basically told us both that she would she let us both on she does so then our wires got crossed because we're like oh my god I've got the biggest villain of the season Rachel then you're like no I've got her she's promised me and I'm like but she also promised so it's Rachel's fault not ours I know it's it's it is crazy it's like I feel sorry for these poor people (laughs) because you know you and I though like we work in media so all of this stuff is so normal to us and you forget what like what it's like for normies who aren't around this stuff. So imagine they, like, it's like a normal person that ends up on a show and then they have all these journalists like hitting them up and fighting over them and stuff. Like, it's a lot. I know they get overwhelmed. It would be a lot, especially when we're like, you need to do this. Come on, please. Do this for press. So we don't clash anymore because I just focus on the American people. Like, I interview the American housewives on my shows and stuff, and I just let you have all of the Aussie people. That's the best thing now. So you're basically just doing US and I'm just doing Australian stuff. So there's no overlap. You really do know more about, like, I'm going to be honest, I do not watch American reality TV and this is going to come as a surprise for some, but I have never, ever, ever, ever watched an episode of The Real Housewives. Can Which you believe that? It's freaking insane to me because it's like everyone has watched The Real Housewives. So I don't know where you've been, but you, you know what? You're on it now. So. so I literally have no idea who these American reality stars are. I don't watch the US shows at all. Well, I did start watching The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this week. So it's a milestone, guys. Mark your diaries. And the reason I started with Salt Lake, which you told me, is because Salt Lake City is a brand new series. Yeah, well, it's it's like the new one because obviously the Real Housewives, they've got like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Atlanta, different cities. And that is really good, actually, because you know what? Like, I do meet people that have never watched Housewives before. And sometimes it's overwhelming because you look and you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to go back and catch up on like 10 yes. seasons. So. Having like a brand new franchise out now, Salt Lake City, you can just like dive in. You can start from the start. You don't have to stress about spending years of your life catching up. So yeah. And it's a really good one too. That's the thing. I was so overwhelmed that there was what, like how many franchise spinoffs is there? Oh my. Like a hundred? Okay. There is. One for every suburb in America. There's, (laughs) There's Beverly Hills, Orange County, Atlanta, Potomac, New Jersey, New York. They had Miami and DC. They were both cancelled. And there's like Melbourne in Australia. There's so, so many. I've been catching up on Bravo shows for literally years. I'm not even kidding. I was just like, you know what? I'm never going to be able to catch up on any of them. So I'm just going to miss the train. But I'm so excited because Salt Lake City is brand new. So I'm starting it in season one with everyone else. So I lost my housewife's virginity this week, guys. Did you love it? It was such a good experience. <laughs> Do you have a favorite? I've got a few favorites. I was watching it and every time a new housewife was introduced, I was like, oh my God, she's me. I can relate to her. And literally for every one of them, I love them all. They're all fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, they, they're really full on. It, Salt Lake City is really interesting because, well, first of all, like they film it in Utah in the winter. So it's all snowy. It's like a winter wonderland. It looks amazing just the way they film it. Yeah, and they're all they all have like Mormon backgrounds. So you have kind of this 
weird religious backdrop to it which hasn't really been done in housewives before so yeah i'm really liking it and the women are crazy and so over the top literally like drama is their middle name with the mormon stuff so i know that some of them are mormons and some aren't but then i heard that some of them were islamic some were pentecostal and some were jewish yeah no so like lisa's jewish um jen shah she's converting to islam mary who is this insane preacher she is pentecostal she like runs the church oh my god i love mary we'll get to her later uh, mary's my mary, oh my god mary's my favorite too mary's like she's the, fucking the crazy people yeah she's mental so um yeah and some of them um are former mormons where they've left the religion behind so it, it is really interesting because they usually don't have this element on housewives so to put in a religious aspect it kind of gives it it's just a different layer that you're not used to. So it's really, really fascinating. And they're all different ethnicities. So it's like a whole smorgasbord of religion, ethnicities, cultures, which I, I don't know. I just think it's great. I stand. Yeah, there is more diversity because you know what? In the, a lot of the housewives, there was criticism from viewers that it wasn't diverse enough. So then they brought out Salt Lake City, which is definitely ticking that box. And even with some of the other shows like um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they had the first ever black housewife in Beverly Hills with Garcelle. Um, I'm sure most people listening watch Beverly Hills. It's pretty popular. And uh, over on Housewives of Dallas, they've got an Asian housewife. So they are bringing in more diversity. So it's cool to see. Amazing. Channel 10, if you're listening, take a leaf out of Bravo's (laughs) book. Bravo America, Hey You in Australia. So, yeah, Hey You's got all of those seasons that you mentioned, all the franchises on there? Everything. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Got all the, every single Housewives, every single season. I think all summer that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to catch up on the TV that I've missed over the last decade because it's going to yes. be, what's that thing that they, I, I always get them mixed up, El Nino or El Nina. So it's going to rain all summer, basically. <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> it's going to rain all summer, guys. So that's my plans. Yes. <laughs> so another thing that I loved, can we talk about their taglines? I didn't know this was a thing until this week and I was messaging you going oh my god how good are their intros and you're like duh like everyone has a tagline I know I like where have you been how did you not know (laughs) about Real Housewives taglines (laughs) did you have a favorite one yes okay I've written a few of my favorites down it was hard to choose one so I've got a few let me read them out Whitney's is this rose isn't wait I've got to do the voice this rose isn't (laughs) scared to handle a little prick (laughs) I think this was Meredith or what's the other lady that looks like Meredith? Lisa. Lisa Lisa. and Meredith look identical. They do. I can't tell them apart. So this is Lisa (laughs) or Meredith. Oh, no, maybe this is Jen Shaw. I think this is Jen Shaw. In this town, I'm Queen B and MVP. (laughs) (laughs) And I wish people could see you right now. Yeah, I feel like your hands on your hips and you're like swiveling your head and everything. I'm like like swinging around in the chair. (laughs) I think this was, what's the beauty show? (laughs) Heather, she's my favorite. Heather, I love Heather. Oh no, this wasn't Heather. This was the girl that runs the one that runs the alcohol company. <laughs> yeah, Lisa, Lisa Barlow. Okay, ready? When you take cheap shots, always expect a hangover. <laughs> That's because she runs a tequila business. I love that. This one's kind of I feel like I could have this. Jealousy is a disease to which I say, get well soon. <laughs> I just love that. that one does work with you. I think that's Meredith. I thought I, I thought them. of some for you. Did I came you? up with some. Oh my god, yes! What well, I came be? up with two. Okay, well, you're always talking about fuck boys, so I did. Uh, I have a doctorate in drama and a PhD in fuck boys. That's one for you. <laughs> love that for me. And I have another one. Okay. Um, the only thing worse than being talked about is being talked about by me because <laughs> you talk shit about people. It's so dramatic. <laughs> 
Oh my God, I love that. I came up with some as well. Is that like, is that a little bit egotistical? Conceited. Conceited. A keeps the basics away. <laughs> that's cute. Don't be average. Be savage. No. Yep, that's good. Didn't I get like a laugh that. out no, of no, no, that No, no, I like one. that. I like it. It's not my fault the truth hurts. Here's a Band-Aid. Nah, that nah. one's shit. Cancel that. Cross <laughs> that one out. Single as a dollar, but not looking for change. No? No yes, laughs? Yes, I like that. No, I like that because you don't change. You're very like who you are. <laughs> People say I act like I don't care, but it's not an act. <laughs> no. That, that's good. Yeah, I like that. You're not did laughing. you come up with that yourself? No, did you come up with that yourself? Maybe. Maybe or did not. did you copy that? Someone, someone in your <laughs> Facebook group wrote that, didn't they? No. Wait, I got one more. Wait, I got two more. Okay. Looks aren't everything, but I have them just in case. That's good. And then last one. I don't sugarcoat the truth because I'm not Willy Wonka. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got them from Google. That's a no from me. I don't know where I got them from. I think I typed in like sassy one-liners or something. So you just plagiarized them. Yeah, basically. Okay, we love that. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) I love that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So, yes, let's talk about – let's go through some of the cast. So first person I want to talk about is not an official cast member, but Meredith's gay son, Brooks. An icon. Oh my god! He reminds me of you. Thirsty. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) He is so thirsty. He has one hundred percent been pretty much watching the Real Housewives since he was in diapers, nappies, and he's just like making. Because Meredith's not even making drama. Like Brooks is doing it all. He was born for this role. I know. And you know, he has a clothing line. He's like 20 or something. Really? He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm working on my clothing line. He has a really bad vocal fry. Who else do you like? Well, Meredith actually reminds me a little bit of me because she's like, I don't cook, I don't clean. And then she's like, I'm not changing for anyone. And that just, I don't cook, I don't clean. And I'm very stubborn. So I felt like that was a little bit like me. Mm, Meredith is like way too... She's not about drama, so you can't be her because there's a part where Jen tries to make drama with her and she's like, I'm not engaging. That would not be you. That dra- You would stretch that drama out for like six months. <laughs> 16 <laughs> episodes. Like <laughs> the whole se- You're more like Jen Shah. I love Jen. She's so bougie. Yeah, you are definitely a bit of a Jen. What about when she had the diamond microphone and she was like bossing the workers around her house with the diamond <laughs> microphone? <laughs> And I know she was like stirring up drama literally like in the first five minutes. So I loved that. Yeah, she is. She's addicted to drama. She is. There's no way she can be that dramatic. I don't. But I think that she's just like, we need to make something happen on this show. Like, I'm going to put this on the map and I'm the star. And she's going out of her way to make an issue out of everything. But it's good. It's, you know, entertaining. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, what about when she shut the door? So this was my favorite moment. I mean, I'm only like four episodes in. I've got a few favorite moments already but we have to talk about mary so mary bit of background mary's married to her grandfather oh my god yeah how did we not even mention that sooner she fucked her grandfather as jen put it well she's married to him and she's had kids i know <laughs> like I literal know. incest i was sure and no it's one batted an it's eyelid her, it's her step grandfather but it's still i don't still give a creepy. fuck if it's her fucking <laughs> fourth generation <laughs> grandfather if it's like fourth Removed. I don't give a fuck. It's still her grandfather. I know. That is one of the most insane things I've ever seen on Housewives. I actually felt like watching Mary, she's so off the wall and crazy. I'm like, she's almost like too crazy for the show. But I feel like when they were putting it together, they were like, 
we can't pass up someone that's married to their grandfather. Like this is too ju- this is too juicy. Like we have to have them on. Producers would have been like, we've hit the fucking jackpot, <laughs> oh, big time. Literally, like They've you could not make the this shit up. That. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and not even that. Like she's actual cray cray. Like she needs like psychiatric help. Or at least Dr. Phil. She does, but I, I like her because I, I find Jen Shah meaner than her because I feel like Jen Shah is making, like, all these issues with people, whereas I feel like Mary's just a bit, like, unfiltered and reacting to it. No, I love Mary, but she's just, she's wacko. She is. When every time I watch Mary, like, she's my favourite one to watch, but then I'm also, like is this person like too crazy to be on tele? Like, is this going too far? Like she should be on like a documentary. You know how they have those weird American, like they look into like a commune or like an incest family. Like she should be on a Louis Thoreau documentary. Yes. Like one of those <laughs> fly on the wall things in America. Like she doesn't even need producing. Oh my God. Well, did you see when she, they, have you seen the episode yet where they have the luncheon in the church and she buys everyone Louis Vuitton AirPods? No. Uh, well, she I'm buys them a Louis Vuitton AirPods. It's like, first of all, you're like a preacher in the church. So is this the collection money? Like are people giving <laughs> you money that they think is going towards the church and you're buying Louis Vuitton AirPods for your friends? <laughs> it's insane. She lives in like a mansion. So I'm like, where is she getting money from? So I guess she's not paying taxes because churches are exempt from taxes. And then I oh, guess so she's true. just getting money from from the parishioners and li- live in large. And literally head to toe in designer. <laughs> Yeah, every she's always got she's pretty tacky. Like everything she wears will have like a giant like, you know, Fendi logo across it or something. Very like new money. Okay, this was my favorite moment. She had a fight with Jen Shaw because she told Jen Shaw that she smelled like hospital. Now, Jen, her auntie had her legs amputated and she'd been spending a lot of time in the hospital. And then Mary said to her that you smell like a hospital. Like that is just so freaking petty. I'm here for it. I'm living for that pettiness. But like Jen was so offended that she said that she smelled like hospital. I think that's a compliment. Hospitals are clean. That is true. You know, I actually didn't think of that. Jen's that I felt like Jen was blowing that up a bit because she wanted to kick things off with like a bang. I don't know if she would have been that offended by it had the cameras not been around. Yeah, because literally hospitals smell like bleach. They're clean. I don't know what, why she was so offended. I know. she's. She should take it as a compliment. Nice and fresh. Yeah, exactly. Blend 20 fresh. That, I know. Look, it's super weird. Like I've watched every single Housewives franchise, every single episode, and I've never seen anything as weird as one, people fighting over someone smelling like a hospital and two, someone fucking their grandfather. So <laughs> hats off to Salt Lake City. It is breaking new ground. What about the other fight? The other favourite moment I had was when they had the fight about the emoji. So who was that between? That Heather? was Heather and Lisa, yeah. Heather sent a thumbs-up emoji to Lisa and Lisa said that a thumbs-up emoji means fuck you, that it's shade. <laughs> and Heather said that it's not. But then in Heather's confessional, she was like, absolutely thumbs-up is fuck you. Because she's like, it's, it doesn't mean fuck you. I didn't know that it meant that. I didn't know. I just said it as a thumbs-up. And then they cut to like her confessional with the producer and the producer's like, did you mean it as a fuck you? And she's like, totally. <laughs> I was like hysterically laughing over that. That was so good. Have you ever heard of that, by the way, that thumbs up means fuck you? I've never heard that. Yeah, like it's passive aggressive. When you're pissed off, you do a big thumbs up. It's like, fuck you. Uh, Yeah, it's passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You do the you do the thumbs up, actually. (laughs) You're like a you're a big thumbs up when you're annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. Can we talk about Whitney as well? Whitney's guy is like 50 years older than her. 
That's true. But I think they're cute together, one. And you know how they got together, right? They had an affair. They were married. And she was, I think she was his secretary. And they had like an office romance affair. And they got married. And now it's like been 10 years or something. And they're still together. I think they're cute. I like it. Do you think, you know how um, one of the other women started the rumor that she's a swinger? Do you think she is? No, I actually, I don't know where that came from. And they seem to have dropped that storyline now as well i feel like i don't know i feel like that was just concocted a little bit i don't think there's anything to that so what other housewives should i watch next people are saying portamac oh (laughs) (laughs) it's potomac potomac okay Okay. so there's so there's two all right the most popular one probably is real housewives of beverly hills especially in australia like everyone watches real housewives of beverly hills so that goes without saying the more underrated iconic franchise for the intellectuals mm-hmm. is the real housewives of Potomac. It is so good. Like they just, they're having the reunion right now. Right. And the big drama on this season is this girl Monique, who I'm obsessed with. She got in a physical fight with this other chick Candace, who's really annoying. Like she, like she whooped her ass. Right. <laughs> and it's like, she's serious. No, she did. The producers pulled her off. They pulled her off. They locked her in this like other room. So she couldn't get at Candace. And then oh she walked around the back and around the building to go and like finish Candace off. And then Candace like sped off in a car. Oh in a my car. God. I know Monique was like, um, if I'm going to get fired, I may as well finish her off. So they're at the reunion now and like everyone is kind of against most of the cast is against Monique right and Monique you know how you bring the receipts people say like have you got the receipts yes I always have the receipts she brought a whole binder like you would have in like high school a binder with tabs of each one's name filled with receipts on them and the first part what, of the like an actual aired. like office works folder no literally an office works binder Stop with their it. names on it with with receipts and what she did she like there's print off good... text messages or something yes so there's this chick um Giselle <laughs> who she is get, got back with her ex Jamal he's like a pastor and there's been rumors that the relationship is fake and Monique pulled out text messages from this other woman that Jamal's been sleeping with, with him saying that he's not even with Giselle and it's just for reality TV. And she pulls out like the printed texts. And then (laughs) Giselle's like, Giselle goes, I don't believe anything that's in her binder. And then Monique goes, is this his number? And reads out his phone number. And then it's like dead silence. They're like, is that his number, Giselle? And she's like, yes, it is. (laughs) Oh my God. That is like the level of pettiness I aspire to. It's next level. It's so good. So Potomac and Beverly Hills. How many seasons of Potomac has there been? Like I just got to know how much I'm committing to before I commit. So there, this is the fifth season, but you can probably skip season one. Oh, five seasons. That's doable. Yeah. And look, season one, sometimes with the housewives, the first seasons, it's kind of like growing pains and they're figuring things out and getting the vibe right. So you can kind of jump into Potomac from like season two and go from there. I think. Someone told me I need to watch New York, but doesn't New York have like 500 seasons now? Yeah, yeah. New York has like a thousand seasons, oh, but God. it is an it is a must watch. Like the Real Housewives of New York is definitely up there as one of the the best housewives ever. I mean, that's the housewives that made Bethany Frankel, who is a freaking icon. So that's another must watch. Someone in the Facebook group this week was telling me that one of the housewives has a fake leg and she slammed it on the table in the middle of the restaurant, like a prosthetic leg. And she was like, 
the only thing fake about me is my leg. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was is iconic. iconic. That was that was like Aviva. She was on a few years ago, but that's like a that's a pretty iconic season. So she lost her leg in a childhood accident. So she has a prosthetic, and then um, she had all these weird health issues, and the women thought she was lying and making them up so she wouldn't have to go on like cast trips. Because basically, on the Housewives, every season they all take like a trip a trip together and they're going to montana and aviva didn't want to go there so she's like oh, i have allergies <laughs> so it became, it, became, <laughs> it became this huge thing and then on the finale she ripped off her leg and her plastic leg and slammed it on the table so she's like the bell gibson <laughs> of the housewives <laughs> <laughs> she was a bit someone else in the facebook group said that there's another scene where two of them were having a fight and one of them said to the other one she was wearing herman munster shoes and she goes they were Louis Vuitton, actually. And then the other one's like, well, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. an iconic read. That is Luann and Alex. I think it's season four, possibly. Very iconic moment. New York is one of the funniest shows I've ever watched in its peak. So definitely. I mean, I would tell people if you've got time, like pretty much watch them all, but prioritize <laughs> Beverly Hills and Potomac and then... It's a free-for-all with the rest. I mean, we've got some new seasons starting now, like The Real Housewives of Atlanta just started. Um, and if you can't be bothered going back, you can just jump in and start watching. Like, every season does have fresh storylines. And they also have um, The Real Housewives of Dallas is back early January. That's for season five. You can jump in there. Like, it'll have fresh storylines too. You don't have to go back and watch everything, but, you know, it's fun too if you've got the time. Well, summer, here I come. Now, I also started watching Below Deck. So I didn't know what to expect, but my sister used to work on a super yacht. So I was a bit keen to watch that just to see and compare to what she had told me. And I watched the first three episodes of Below Deck Mediterranean this week. Have you seen that? Yes, but um, I'm watching the current season, like the main Below Deck. But yeah, Below Deck Mediterranean aired earlier this year. That was a huge season with Hannah. She's Australian. I know. They have the Aussie girl on there. Yeah. But I may I may jump over to the main season and maybe do you think I should start with the main season or just continue on with Mediterranean? Um look, Mediterranean had an iconic season this year, so definitely keep watching that, but currently airing is the 8th season of Below Deck. And you know what? I watch all of the Bravo shows and I had never got into Below Deck before. It was one of those shows where I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like it." I started it this season with its 8th season, had never watched any of the previous except for a bit of uh, Mediterranean. It is so good. I am obsessed with it. And what is really good about it is they actually did a bit of a cast shakeup. So they have a bunch of new people. So you don't actually have to go back and watch like the previous seven seasons. Like you can start this eighth season and it's like watching a new show. Oh, I and love that. Like, yes. Yeah. So it's so easy. Like anyone can literally jump in. And what's cool about Below Deck as well is like, you don't just have to be someone that watches like kind of trashy drama shows. So it's luxury yachts, right? The premise of the show is like a crew working on a luxury yacht with, um, you know, rich guests come on and they've got to cook for them and like serve them and stuff. So you get like workplace drama, but you also get like boating stuff and you also get like, like culinary aspects to it because they've got to make like really complicated dishes. So this is probably like one of those Bravo Hey You shows that, if you want to watch something with like your parents or your dad or whatever, and you think that they wouldn't like normally be into housewives, you can watch below deck and everyone will love it. Do you know what I was thinking? It's a good show to have on, not in the background, but like it's easy to watch. 
So you could be like working it, and have it on. You don't have to overly concentrate. It's just like fun and like light. Yeah, 100% because it's kind of like with the housewives, like I love the housewives, but they get into these sort of like complicated dramas that play out over the season. Whereas Below Deck is a little more self-contained. So you can just kind of jump in. And this season is, this season's like, so good i love it and it actually has three it's got three australians on it so which is really cool to see like three aussies on an american you know reality show so i love that i was watching one one episode last night and she uh, i think it was hannah she had a meltdown about over saganaki and i was literally cooking saganaki on my sandwich press the other week so i related a lot to that it was like a jamie doran style meltdown over saganaki it was like my Two worlds had come together and combined, so. That's what's so funny about Below Deck, right? They had these little things and they make it so dramatic and you get sucked in. So you're talking about that. Like, I'm watching the current Below Deck and they had this thing where the chef, she wasn't sure if she was going to get this caviar in time because the guests <laughs> requested this. Like, It's like $700 for like a tiny tin of caviar. And you're like, oh my God, is the caviar going to like come here in time for the guests? Like, they want it. And it sounds yes. mundane, but like the way they do it on the show, it's like life or death. Like, you're literally on the the edge of your seat like oh my god so it's it's amazing it like it just sucks you in what do they call it non-negotiables last night the one they had was they had to have some football match on he wanted to watch it live and they were like how do we get the cords and I'm like this is when you when you tell people like I was watching people trying to figure out how to put cords in a computer it sounds so stupid people like try that one I was really invested (laughs) (laughs) that's that literally sums up below deck perfectly and if you're listening and you haven't watched below deck before and you think "Mm, I don't know if I like that trust me go watch below deck season eight airing now one episode and you'll be hooked into it I did get hooked. I did get hooked. So another show that I want to talk about is Double Shot at Love with DJ Paulie D and Vinny. So they're from Jersey Shore. We all know Paulie D and Vinny. You, do you know I've actually met Paulie D? Oh, my! stop. How did you meet Paulie D? He's an icon. <laughs> so I met him on my birthday one year. He came into the work office. Were you there? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, you must have missed it. It was my birthday. And he walks into the office with cake and a balloon. And I'm like, oh, my God, they've organized Paulie D to come in to, like, celebrate my birthday, to wish me happy birthday. Not that I was ever, like, a mad Paulie D fan, but I was like, hmm, this is exciting, an international guest. We never really had guests in the office at all. And it turns out that he wasn't there for my birthday. He was just there to promote something. But I put a photo up on Instagram and told everyone that he came to the office for my birthday. So, yeah, I got cake and... (laughs) Balloons off Paulie D one year on my birthday, which was great. Did you get a lot of likes? Uh, probably not back then. You know, when it was like oh. Instagram wasn't as big a thing. But if I put it up, maybe I should repost, get some oh engagement my God, you going. Should. That one time I met Paulie D. He bought me cake and balloon on my B day. This show is so funny because it's like a, it's, yeah, it's like a dating show. So it's the two Jersey Shore guys dating and Vinny's really cute. So I would definitely sign up for that if I got a, got a shot at Vinny. Let me break it down for the Australian audiences playing at home. It is basically a UK version of Bachelor in Paradise starring hotter versions of Kieran and Tim, but filmed in Las Vegas. And look, I don't know if I'm mentally prepared for more of that. I'll need to go to my doctor and get a repeat script of Valium and get more sage. So basically two big super spreaders in the big smoke of Las Vegas letting loose. So I guess if COVID wasn't already an issue in Las Vegas, it definitely will be now. They should do an Australian version, double shot at love with like Kieran and <laughs> Tim or something. That would be such a trash fest. <laughs> double shot at love with Kieran. Oh my God. Imagine that'd be good. And Kieran film it and like Jamie. on the Gold Coast, Kieran and Jamie. Oh my God. I know that would be so good (gasps) we could get all the super spreaders double shot at love (laughs) super spreader edition totally um so that will be good that will be juicy um 
All I can say is wear protection for that one, guys. Obviously, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> Another one that caught my attention was, which I, I, I'll admit I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list, my ever-growing list of TV shows, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I'm a like, you <laughs> know, I'm a low-key hood bitch, so no, that's right up my alley. No, you will, you will actually love this show. So this is, it's like a docu-soap, kind of like a Housewives or a Vanderpump Rules or something, but it's like all hip-hop focused. So it's a bunch of like hip-hop Instagram models and rappers and stuff like Young Jock and like Ray J's <laughs> on one of them. Ray J's on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. It. Yeah, they have people that you would know that it's like, oh, my God, I remember I loved, you know, that song. Like Young Thug. <laughs> yeah, Soldier Boy's on Soldier Boy. uh, Love and Hip Hop. Because Hey You's got all of them. Hey You has like Love and Hip Hop New York, Hollywood, all nine seasons of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And it's basic. it's like a hip hop soap. Like, and you know how it reminds me of, you know, when you would like tune in, you'd see like Days of Our Lives on or something. Mm. It's like, it reminds me of like a hip hop Days of Our Lives because it looks, it's very produced. Like it looks kind of fake, even though it's a reality show, but it's like really juicy and they have crazy fights. Like they get physical and people like cheat on each other and people get pregnant and stuff. And Oh, grab the popcorn. Yeah, it's a juicy one. So if you if you're into like R and B and like hip hop music, especially like you'll love it because it kind of combines. I love like hip hop music, so I would know all of the people on it. So it'd be interesting for me to kind of see more about them because you know how they always have like a one hit wonder song, and you're like, oh, I loved that song, but then you actually get to know the person, I guess. So it's like what all the all the kind of Z list, D list hip hop artists doing like a yeah, soap literally. show. That's so iconic. Yeah, like some of them, I mean, I don't know if people know these people, but like Tierra Marie, Brooke Valentine, um, Rashida, like there's just all these, if you've been into hip hop, especially like back in the day, because their careers are kind of dried up a bit and then they end up on um, Love and Hip Hop. Keisha Cole's <laughs> on one of them. I love Keisha Remy Cole. Ma. Oh, Remy Ma. Yeah, Remy Ma. Yeah, Remy Ma's on Love and Hip Hop New York with I saw, Papoose. I saw Trina as well. Oh, Trina's on Love and Hip Hop Miami. Do you know a funny story? I When I was growing up, I was obsessed with Trina, like obsessed. I would put her songs on repeat. Pull over? No, um, single again when I broke up with my boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> I played, you know how on MySpace you had your song? You had your top yes. friends and you had the song that when people went on your page, the song played. I always had a Trina song and I broke up with my boyfriend and I changed my MySpace song to Trina single again, right? Like how petty. And he went and then changed his song on his page to single again, the remix, the boy clap back. Oh my God, I can't with that. And then I literally had that on my Walkman, going to bed, crying over this guy, like single again, I'm back yeah, on the that's prowl. Where- that's reminding it. me of Amon and Frankie. <laughs> yes. Remember Amon and Frankie? Yes, <laughs> fuck it and fuck you right back. Yes. <laughs> it was literally like that, but the treat. And most people don't even know who Trina is, but she's an icon. I'm so. So I might watch that season that she's in and then jump on Atlanta. Oh my God. Well, let me plug another Hey You show that's in that vein because, look, if you don't know all the people on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, you will know the people on Girls Cruise, which is another show that's just coming. It's coming in January to Hey You. So, Girls Cruise has Lil Kim. Oh my God. Chili from TLC. Stop it. Yeah, Chili from. Yeah, and Maya, you know, Case of the yes. X, Ghetto Superstar Maya. And it's it's those three and some of their girlfriends and they go on like a vacation to Barbados and they go to like Rihanna's home in Barbados <laughs> and it's it's so random. But 
it's so fun. And one thing about this show, because I watched it when it was airing in the US earlier this year, and it's not as like down and dirty as the other shows. Like it's not people getting into like, you know, throwing wine and like fist fights. It's actually more like girl power, fun vibes, um, you know, empowerment kind of stuff. Like, you know, like girls like supporting each other and going on this like journey together. It's really cute and that's a really fun one. How did I not know about that? That is so up my alley. I, I know. I'm actually surprised that it didn't get publicized more. And I'm like, God, they should do more seasons with like, you know, former rappers and stuff that we all know. Because everyone knows like Maya and Lil' Kim and stuff. And it's fun watching them go off on like a cruise together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like we're, cruise. it's like where hip hop stars go f- to retire. Like... <laughs> I know. No, but trust me, watch this Girls Cruise if you want something that's like a bit more lighthearted and fun, like Girls Cruise for sure. That is so on brand for me. I'm deaf. That's like top of my list, TBH. Yeah. By the way, you'll be amazed at how pretty Maya is. Like it's insane. Like Maya's like into her 40s now and I'm not even kidding. She's like prettier than like any 20 year old. Like it's, it's crazy. She's always been stunning. Always. Yeah. She's beautiful. Do they play Lady Marmalade? Remember they, they did the song together, I, Little Kim and... Yes. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, Maya and Little Kim did Lady Marmalade. Oh, my God. I know that there's one episode where they're in, like, Barbados or, like, Trinidad or some, they're somewhere, and they have to do a concert like Maya does, and then, like, the sound's not working, and then it's like she's really embarrassed on stage. But I think then they turn the sound on, then it's like it, they save the day. But, yeah, they do. They perform their music. Like, they work their music into it and everything. And they're actually, they're genuine friends so it's not like some show where they just throw people together and they're like oh let's see what happens like obviously Lil Kim and Maya worked together like 20 years ago or something so they've all known each other and they were all like hot in the industry at the same time so they have like deep friendships that go like way back so it's it's really interesting to watch and fun. I'm actually so excited for that like that's top of my list. When's that coming Jan? Yeah January. Cannot wait. You know what else I'm going to do? This is like so basic of me, but if I have time, I want to rewatch The Simple Life because I saw that they had that on there as well. And look, Paris and Nicole are my icons for life. And I'll probably watch The Kardashians because I actually haven't finished all of the seasons of The Kardashians yet. I think I'm only up to like 15. So I've got to catch up on that too. So I'm going to be a basic bitch and try to fit all of that in. I mean, that's my whole summer gone. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can't pass off the simple life. It's iconic. Yeah, Hey You has, it's got Made in Chelsea too, which I know a lot of people love British reality TV. And Another thing about Hey You that I'll just say, if you love true crime, they have so much true crime stuff. So, because I know people are obsessed with true crime now. So there's a ton of like murder documentaries and like murder specials and like stuff there. So that's oh, they've got that as well. well. Yeah, they have heaps of oh, true wow. crime. Oh, wow. I like, thought they only had reality TV shows. Yeah, well, I guess it's kind of like, you know, real true life, crime. Yeah. It's sort of, yeah, it's real life. So it's sort of like reality. And you know what they actually have, speaking of the Kardashians? Do you know what else is on there? Is Kim Kardashian did like a docuseries on uh, criminal justice reform. It's called uh, Kim Kardashian West, The Justice Project. So you see like a whole different side of her. I've been dying to see that. That's been on my list for a long time. And I wrote it down, but I didn't actually know how or where to watch it. So that's amazing that that's on there. I'm going to watch that. I I think that's only a couple of parts, isn't it? Yeah, it's only like, I think it's only like, maybe it's only one episode. It might just be one special. I'm not sure. Or it might be a couple episodes, but it's cool. Like, because I really love what Kim's been doing. And I love that she actually did this. Like she actually did a documentary on it. People don't really give her credit enough I don't think for like some of the issues that she brings attention to I agree and it'd be good to see another side of her because like obviously Kardashians is superficial and just a bit of fun so I'm excited to watch to see another side of Kim and stuff um 
Any other shows? Uh, you know what? I'm currently watching a show called Southern Charm. I love this show. I think I've talked to you about it before, but it's basically, it's like a bunch of socialites in Charleston in America's South and they just like party and stuff. And it starts off, I think it's up to season, it might be up to season six or seven at the moment. I've been like plowing through it. Like this is one that I only started this year, but it starts off with this like 20 year old socialite getting pregnant to this like 50 year old disgraced ex-politician. So you follow that because they have a one night stand and then she gets pregnant. So you follow like the pregnancy on the show Juicy. and then it's like, yeah. And then it's like their friend group and like all the drama that they have. And it's like, it's crazy. And all the guys have like Peter Pan syndrome. They're all fuck boys. They're all like party animals and stuff and they can't get their shit together, but it's really, really fun to watch. They're all little Kieran Stotts. <laughs> they are actually, but they're like way older. Imagine Kieran Stotts still doing this when he's like pushing 40. You probably will be. <laughs> I know the new season, the guys now they're in their thirties to like late thirties and they're still like, I feel like they haven't changed much since season one, but it's fun to watch. That's so funny. I just feel like with all the American shows, there's just so much more drama. Like, I don't know if it's just the contestants are better or if the producers produce it better. Like they really don't deprive us of drama. Like it's like they've got almost it's, too much drama. Well, yeah, I mean, it, you can never yeah, have too much drama. I think drama. they do. <laughs> no, there is. And one thing that I like about all of the shows, like especially the Bravo shows, they're not – I don't think they're as edited as the Australian ones because I watch – like I'll tune into like The Bachelor, Australian Bachelor here, and I'm just like, oh, my God, they're like piecing sentences together and everything mm. and like forcing things that never even happen. Whereas on these shows, like they don't really even need to do that because the people, I don't know, they just know how to bring drama and they they find crazier people and stuff. Yeah, I guess I've got more people to choose from. Americans are just crazy in general. So, look, yep. maybe I'll just start doing US shows. I'll follow the drama and I'll just leave the Australian shows in the dust. Imagine that. Oh, my after- God, cutting my grass. Imagine after-, <laughs> Imagine after my Hey You Summer, I'm like, okay, guys, I'm actually just going to, like, switch things up now. Oh, my God, you're so going to do that. Like, I'll be like, oh, have you watched The Bachelor yet? And you'll be like, no, I'm catching up on The Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills. Sorry. I'll be like, sorry, guys. I know the episode was due three days ago, but I haven't watched Wednesday and Thursday yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't do that. I love the gossip too much. Well, yeah, I guess I know I said it was going to be a hot girl summer, but it looks like it's going to be a hey, you summer. I don't think I'm leaving my couch. We'll have to watch some shows together. You'll have to come over. Oh, my God, for sure. Yeah, let's do like a little binge sesh or something. But yeah, guys, look, don't take our word for it. Hey, you actually offers a free one month trial to access all of their shows. So you can actually try it for yourself if you don't like it. There's no commitment. I mean, you will like it. You've got nothing to lose. But yeah, give it a go. Let us know what you think. Jacques without an S. (laughs) Tell people where they can find you because you do cover these shows in a lot of depth more than I could ever dream of. So plug yourself away. Yes, everyone, please subscribe to my podcast, Pop Politically Incorrect. I interview like all the Real Housewives. I've had Bachelor people. I have a ton of uh, really juicy like Bravo people coming on in like upcoming episodes. It's it's really fun and I do like hot topics and I drag a lot of people. I definitely <laughs> don't hold back. Um, <laughs> I like to roast people on there. So, yeah, and follow me on social media, Pop Inc. Pod, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I reply to everything. So, yeah. Hit me up, subscribe, please. I have two questions. Well, one's not a question. I hate that you don't get, you can drag people as much as you like and be savage and you don't have any repercussions. Secondly, how do you get those American US stars on your show when you're here? 
and your, no offense, relatively new podcast. Like I have trouble getting bloody Australian star on my show. How do you get the US ones? It's crazy. Um, well, one, the way that I drag people, it's like really smart not to big up myself. So yeah, I do roast people on there, but I do it in a way where it's like, I'm very like critical of them, but I can back up everything I say. So it's like hard to come for me because I really <laughs> like lay out all the facts. The <laughs> I've got all my receipts. I've got my binder. So when I am dragging people, it's definitely justified. Um, how did I get the interviews? You know what? I was friendly with Tamara from the Real Housewives of OC. She was my first guest and she came on and like spilled all the tea. And I feel like she kind of helped put me on the map a bit like she legitimized it because our interview was really good not to big up myself but it was and <laughs> I think people could just hear that we had a juicy interview so then I had like Heather Dubrow on and um like I've had a bunch of other people and I have some like amazing guests lined up so yeah I'm really good at doing interviews I know I sound <laughs> conceited but hey just listen to my podcast you'll love it <laughs> you're doing amazing sweetie you're doing amazing as Christiana yes. would say <laughs> Well, I think that's a good note to finish on. Thank you so much for coming on and helping me and keeping the ship afloat and picking up the slack where I dropped it because I don't know these American shows just yet, but I will after the summer holidays. I'm going to be an expert. So yeah, thanks for having me on. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus on the case again this week, guys. One final time for 2020. How exciting. Another thing that's very exciting, I think this is the first time in a few months that I haven't been investigating Fraser Neat. I've officially closed the Fraser Neat case and I've moved on now that Ellie has finally seen the light. Praise be. So I've got a new investigation to finish the year off, one that I have been working on for a number of weeks now. So over the last few weeks, I've received a lot of DMs asking me, WTF happened with Anna and Josh from Love Island? I haven't been ignoring you guys. I see you. I have been working. I'm not as lazy as you may think, or as some haters may say. I've been working hard behind the scenes, undercover as some may call it, to find out exactly what happened between those two because it all seems a little bit sus. Now, whilst conducting this investigation, I actually received a super juicy email from an anonymous source. Dun, dun, dun. So in full transparency though, I have to point out that it was an anonymous email. So I cannot verify the sender of the email. So everything that they have said is alleged. Take it with a grain of salt as you will. Usually I only use trusted or verified sources for my information, but this email was so juicy, I could not not include it. And I have done my homework and I've looked into it further and I have been able to back it up with some trusted and known sources who know the couple. So I'll get to that later. So that's why I've decided to proceed with the information. Just a heads up as well, this email is literally longer than the New Testament, so bear with me. The email reads, So sometimes you have stories that start to add up, and I think it's time to help you guys with some breadcrumbs to understand the truth about a not-so-nice guy. Aggie and Anna dated before she went on Love Island. In fact, they made a secret pact to go on together to try and win the show. But Anna got through without Aggie. She promised him that she would stay true to him. But as we know, she won the show and ended up with Joshy Boy, dumping Aggie in the process. So Aggie's revenge, question mark. 
to do the same shitty thing to his girlfriend. He had a girlfriend whilst on this season of The Bachelorette, which I did report on on this podcast at the time. They say not long after returning, he dumped her. I heard it was either a phone call or he ghosted her, but it was definitely not face to face like a decent human. He went on the show for the same reasons that most of the dudes did to increase their businesses and personal profiles. But sadly, the show was a flop, so this didn't happen. He has now done what every fame-hungry desperado would do (laughs) and crawl back to the exes. But get this, he hates Anna. Legit. (laughs) I love how they've written this email. It sounds like me. It literally sounds like I wrote this email. (laughs) He told us how happy he was after they broke up because she was a crazy-ass jealous bitch who would go nuts in public and embarrass him treating him like a dog on a leash, expecting him to follow. Their words, not mine. Pretty crazy to see him go back to her when he told so many people he never even chose her. She chose him at a club and he just went with the flow. He was complaining to his mates and anyone who would listen about how constant need for validation would drive him nuts. Brackets, his words. This person literally speaks how I do. Guess none of that matters when you're chasing fame and she's single with a hefty following. Ouch. His ex isn't named Olivia, by the way, but I won't reveal what her name is as I think the girl has gone through enough and this is more about letting the girls he is seeing know what he is doing. I'm seeing a pattern of behavior. When you see a person go out with Jessica Brody to be seen, then catch up with old flames like Bianca from Booby Tape Empire, and now Anna, who are exes we have sadly only heard shitty things about. How he regretted being with either of them because they have no substance and were constantly rude to people because they thought they were above everyone else. But enough is enough. Maybe this will make you realize that if you finally achieve fame, you will only feel lonely up there because you stepped on your own morals and good people to get there. These girls deserve to know what is being said behind their backs. Guys speechless absolutely speechless bombs dropped explosives launched shots fired now i did contact anna and aggie for a comment in reply to this email it's only fair aggie refused to comment but anna did comment she said my only comment is that i'm 100 percent not seeing aggie so there was no denial there about the claims which is interesting the plot thickens. Now, a reliable source of mine who knows Anna and Aggie very well said, yes, I can confirm that Anna was with Aggie before Love Island and they did have a pact. Basically, everything in your email is correct. And after Anna split with Josh, she bounced straight back to Aggie. Another source, a very reliable source close to Josh, told me even more juicy details about the breakup. They said, Anna and Josh broke up because Anna is obsessed with social media, Instagram in particular. It was not an amicable breakup. Josh broke up with her and she was left devastated. The pressure of lockdown basically amplified their existing issues and the pressure of it all eventually took its toll on them. Josh felt that things started to move really quickly when they moved in together during lockdown. That's why Anna did the teary video to her Instagram followers. She said something like a lot has gone on behind closed doors that the public doesn't know about, basically alluding to the fact that there is a lot more to come out in due course. But that was just damage control because people wanted answers. But wait, there's more. This is the part where things get interesting, guys. 
Very interesting, in fact. Josh and Aggie actually came face to face at the recent Bachelor reunion in Sydney last week. Hashtag awkward. So one contestant who was in attendance at the event told me at the start it was super awkward with Aggie and Josh both being there. They just avoided each other basically. However, later in the night when they got a bit drunk, they came face to face again and ended up throwing it out and having a massive DNM. They were both clearing up their sides of the story with Anna and their situations and it ended with them saying that there was no bad blood or hostility. One more piece of evidence I would like to submit to the bar, to the investigation, is that Anna has now unfollowed Aggie on Instagram. And as we've established on this show, social media is a language, a language which I am fluent in. And an unfollow on Instagram translates to finito in Italian, which translates to finished in English. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We did switch things up a little bit, but we have to finish the year off with a bang. It's the least we can do to make up for the hot mess of the year it's been. Please let me know if you did like the recap style. Please let me know if you didn't. If you did, we can do more of it. If you didn't, we can do less. It's just good to test the waters every now and then and be a little bit adventurous, I guess. I mean, we still have two more episodes to go for the year, but this was our last normal episode for 2020. Sad face emoji. Next week on Tuesday, I have part two of my summer series chat with Narenga. He talks about diversity in the Bachelor franchise and answers all of your burning questions. Then on Christmas Day, I'm dropping a special bonus episode with two very special guests. I'm not going to say who because I don't want to spoil the surprise slash in case they pull out and change their minds at the last minute, which is possible. Anything is possible on So Dramatic. It's a Christmas gift that you guys can unwrap on the day. Then I've got another special episode on New Year's Day where I'll be giving out some awards for 2020 to our favorite reality contestants, basically. to tie a nice little bow on the year that was. Then after that, we'll be back to our regular programming where I will no doubt be diving into I'm a Celebrity and all things Married at First Sight. I've got some big things planned for that. I've also got another mini series coming in January with the one and only Mega Babe, Megan Marks. Super juicy. I cannot wait to show you guys that. Lots to look forward to in the new year, basically. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. And please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than I will be sharing myself around the Hey You shows and possibly the nightclub scene this summer. Post a screenshot wherever you're listening to the episode on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, Grindr, OnlyFans, etc., etc. Don't forget to sign up for your free Hey You trial. Also, please let me know what you think about all of their shows in the Facebook group. Let's dissect, overanalyze, bitch, you know the drill. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. See you next Tuesday. Good riddance, good luck, goodbye. Ciao for now. Kind regards. Oh my God. Oh my God. So Dramatic with Megan Pacetto.